0: We have been teaching on the subject of divine healing for some time now. And uh, we have taught on healing in redemption. We'll not endeavor to rehearse that or review that. Uh, But healing has been provided for us as children of God. And as the people of God, we can receive what God has provided. We have uh, shared some on how that we receive it by faith. And faith is the way that we receive the provision that God has made in any area, including divine healing. And so we looked uh, this past week on uh, the subject of uh, the uh, the passage that we're going to look at in review briefly today in Proverbs chapter 4. And how you can actually get the Word of God in you. And within this word, there is power to heal your body, to restore your body to health. And so beginning in verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words. My son, attend to my words. Then he says, secondly, incline your ear unto my sayings. So we are to give our attention to the word. Secondly, we are to incline our ear to the word. And then next he says, don't let them depart. Let not these words depart from your eyes. And then he says, by doing this, you keep it in the midst of your heart. So he's telling us how to get the word inside of us or get the word in our hearts. The first thing, he says, is give your attention to the word, attend to the words. Secondly, listen or incline your ear to the word. And then thirdly, keep it in front of you or in your, coming into your eyes. So your ear gate and your eye gate are very important for you to hear the right thing and also to see the right thing. And so if you're seeing the word, you're hearing the word, and you're giving your attention to the word then it's going to get in the midst of your heart. And he says specifically, keep it in the midst of your heart by doing these things. Now, the next verse, verse 22, says, When you keep it in the midst of your heart, for they, the words of God that are in the midst of your heart, are life unto those that find them and health unto all their flesh. So then these words that are in your heart, that you keep in your heart by uh, giving your attention to it, inclining your ear to it, and then uh, keeping it before your eyes and coming in your eyes, and keeping it in your heart, he says, those words will produce life, or give you life and health to all of your flesh, or one translation says, every part of one's flesh. So every part of your flesh, every part of your body would receive life and health. Well, then we saw in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, that God declared himself to be, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And other translations say, I am the Lord your physician. And so God, as our physician, has prescribed, we could say, medicine. He says uh, in the margin of my Bible where it says health to all your flesh, it says medicine to all your flesh. And so God's medicine is His Word, and He has prescribed the Word to us, and He has prescribed how to take the Word in, how to get it in you, because if it gets in your heart, then it will produce life and health in your body. So then, we have clear instructions not only to take the Word in or to receive the Word, but we also have clear instructions on how to take it. And the great physician, God has prescribed it to us and how to receive it. All right, so how do we get this word in? First, your attention is on the word. Second, you hear the word. And number three is that you get that word coming into your eyes. In other words, you read the word and meditate on the word. And you hear the word and you give your attention to the word. And then it brings life and health to you. Now go with me to Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua chapter 1, he gives us the way in which we are to get the word in us as well. And he begins in verse 8. We're just going to look at this one verse in this chapter. In verse 8 of Joshua 1, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Does anybody in the room want to have good success? All right, so then we desire to have good success, and we'd like to have good success in all different areas of our life. In other words, God wants us to prosper. He said in this verse that you would prosper and have good success. So he wants you to prosper. He wants you to succeed financially. He wants you to succeed financially, but he also wants you to succeed in your relationships, in your family, in your marriage. He wants you to succeed And We could talk about in your job, your business, He wants you to succeed. So There are a lot of different areas we could discuss, but because our subject matter today and has been uh, on divine healing, He wants us to succeed in our health. He wants us to have good health. What does it say in 3 John verse 2? Beloved, I wish or pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So God's will is that you would prosper and you would be in health. Those two aspects of your life are very important, that you would have prosperity and that you would have health. So then God wants us to prosper. He wants us to have health. Well, he tells us the key, one of the keys to success in any given area of your life is to do what Joshua chapter 1 tells us to do. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Meaning that you keep the word of God in your mouth. So what does it say again in Proverbs 4? He tells us how to get it in our heart, doesn't he? Through your ears, through your eyes, your focus of attention. He says you get the word of God in your heart. In this verse, he says now you got to have another step here. You want to get it in your mouth. So getting the word of God in your mouth is key to your success in any area. And it's certainly key to your success in your health. So then he says, uh, you are to uh, get the word of God. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Or in other words, keep it in your mouth or on your lips. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. The word meditate has to do with pouring over, thinking about, pondering. Uh, pondering the Word of God, not, not just meditating on anything specifically. He says uh, specifically that you are to meditate on the Word of God. So then your focus of attention is on the Word, uh, on the promises of God. You're, uh, you're listening to it. You're hearing it. You're uh, giving your attention to it. You're letting it go in your eyes. But now he says get it in your mouth and meditate on that Word. Think about it. Pour over it. Go over and over the Word. The word meditate means to utter. It means to speak. It means to talk to yourself. It means to speak to yourself in a low, gentle tone. It means to sing and to celebrate. Ephesians says, speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So talking to yourself in songs. Spiritual songs, meaning songs that just come up in your heart. And if you put the word in... Then the word's going to come out in song at times. So then, he says that we are to speak to ourselves, meditate on the word of God, and say the word of God over and over again to ourselves. Now the reality is that your mind has this tendency to wander and wander. Right? Your mind wants to drift, and your mind was created by God and has the potential to think all kinds of thoughts, right? And can think a lot of different variety of thoughts and a lot of different variety of things. Your mind has that potential. So, your mind is going to be busy. So, if your mind is busy on negative things and negative side of life and the negative thoughts concerning your health, then you have to cast down those imaginations. Right. And how do you cast down? In Second Corinthians, it says cast down imaginations, imaginations or reasonings or uh, uh, images or thoughts that have to do with your health. And on the negative side he says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against what? the knowledge of God So then you would have to have the knowledge of God in order to cast down imaginations that are against the knowledge of God. Otherwise, you would not even recognize that they were against the knowledge of God if you didn't have the knowledge of God, right? So the beginning point there is to meditate on the Word so that you observe. It says observe to do the Word. In other words, you have an observance of the Word. You're able to see it, know it, understand it, and act upon it. All right, so he said that you may observe to do. So meditating on the Word gives you the knowledge of God or the knowledge, in this case, of healing because that's our subject. So the knowledge of healing and God's will concerning our health, that Jesus bore our sin and he also bore our sickness and he carried our pains and he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. So healing being the will of God. So our focus of attention is on the word of God, the promises of God that are good and that are fulfilled in the person of Jesus. And so we're going to acknowledge Jesus instead of... What our thoughts may be or the negative side of life or sickness and disease uh, controlling our life and destroying our life or robbing us of our health. So you get the word and he says, cast down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. He didn't just say uh, one thought. He said every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. To the obedience of Jesus Christ. So then uh, the obedience of Jesus would be in line with God's word. Whatever the word of God says and the knowledge of God is. Then you're taking that word and speaking that word. Keeping it in your heart. You're speaking it out of your mouth. Which keeps your mind under subjection and your thoughts in control. And you're not letting your thoughts wander and wonder about whether or not it's God's will for you to be healed. No, I know in in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed unto him against that day. God's word is true, and God never lies. He always tells the truth, and God said it. He did what? He also did it, and he'll perform it in your life. He, Glory to God. So the reality of redemption is so vital so that you know what to do with the thoughts when they come. Right? So the word has within it this healing agent. And if you observe to do it, he said, then you will prosper and you will have good success. And in this area, being the area of your health, that you would have good success in your health. Now that's success, isn't it? That's certainly an important part of success, that you would be successful in your health, that you would be healthy. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Amen. All right, so let's go to Psalm 103, please. Or actually Psalm 107, excuse me. Psalm 107. And we're going to look at verse 20. In verse 20... It says that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So God sent his word, so the word is, has the potential of sending it. God sent his word and what? It, one translation, Fenton translation said, he sent his word and it healed them. So within this word is the potential or the power to heal he sent his word, and it, the word, healed them. Remember, if you keep these words in your heart, they're life to those that find them, and what health to all their flesh. So the word again has the power to heal, but it, it has to get in your heart, and it has to get in your mouth. And so the process of meditation and attending and hearing and and, and looking at the Word of God, getting that Word in your heart, and then releasing the power of that Word through your voice. Thank you, Jesus. So then we could say your voice is your address. In other words, if God's going to send His Word to heal, you got to be on the receiving end. And if FedEx, if somebody was sending you a, a package through FedEx or UPS or uh, what? Or, 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 or U.S. Mail Service, uh, however they're sending it, we're trying to give them all credit. All right, so <laughs> if, if they're sending you a package uh, and, and that package needs to be signed for, it's an important package and it has to be signed for in order for them to leave it, uh, then you have to receive it. In other words, it's not just going to be automatic. God is on the sending end, but we have to be on the receiving end. And we have to sign for it with our faith and with our voice. And if your voice is your address, then God locates you. And he sends his word and it heals you. It has the power to heal, but you have to receive it. You have to sign for it. You have to receive what God has provided, the provision that God has made. It's already yours. It already belongs to you. The package is on the way. God sends it, but you have to sign and say, I receive it. And faith says it's mine. Hallelujah. Faith signs for the package. Faith says it belongs to me. And yes, I'm the man or I'm the woman. I'm the person. You understand that the package was meant for it. It's got my name on it. And I'm signing and I'm saying, Jesus sent me healing and I receive his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So healing is the will of God, and he sends his word for you to receive what he has provided for you. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, I receive it. it. So as you're meditating on the word, what's happening? Your spirit man is being edified. Your mind is being renewed, and life is being released out of your spirit into your soul, into your mind, into your body. Praise God. And health springs forth speedily. Praise God. Now go with me to Matthew chapter... Five, uh, chapter 8 and verse 5. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord... My servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, and grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. Don't you just love Jesus' response? This man is describing his servant, someone he loves and cares for, obviously has great care and love for. He is describing his condition. He's sick of the palsy. He's at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. He's being tormented by this this thing and so uh, Jesus said I will come and heal him he didn't even ask Jesus to come and heal him but Jesus said I will come because he was moved with compassion so here Jesus said I will come and heal him and the centurion answered and said Lord I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed This phrase, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed, is an important little phrase because this man believes that Jesus can speak the word and his servant will be healed. In other words, there's power to send the word to a specific place, to a specific person, to effect a specific cure. Hallelujah. To an individual. He said, speak the word only, Jesus, and my servant shall be healed. So there's power in speaking the word. It can be sent to your own body. It can be sent to your mind. It can be sent. Come on. It can be sent. It can be sent from your spirit to your soul, to your mind, to your body. And there's power in that word. And when you send that word, when you speak that word, you say, well, but this was Jesus. Well, let me take you to Jesus' words in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, this is not just a deity trick. This is not just a God idea. It's a God idea, but he said you can do it. Praise God. There's power in your words. Proverbs 18 says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. There is a product of your words, life or death. He said, I've set before you life and death. Choose life that you and your seed may live. So you got to choose life by speaking words of life and releasing the life of God into your thinking, into your mind, into your thought life, into your body. Praise God. There's words that come out of your spirit that are filled with life. The words. He said, when they're in your heart. He said, you can speak them out of your mouth. And there'll be life to those that find them and health and healing to all their flesh. Hallelujah. John 6 and verse 63 says, Jesus said it this way. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. The words that Jesus spoke are spiritual words. Spiritual words, spiritual containers and spiritual Contain spiritual life. They contain the life of God. He said, The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Glory to God. One translation, Wade's translation, said, They're spiritual in their meaning. And they're life-giving in their effects. In other words, these words contain life. They're spiritual in their meaning, but they are life-giving in their effects. When they are deposited into a heart, a person's heart, then they distribute life through their soul, through their body. Hallelujah. And giving life to their flesh, and it gives health. And health and healing springs forth speedily in your body while you're believing in your heart, speaking with your mouth, and saying, Say what you believe, and the Word of God releases a power of God and health and healing in your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, His words are life-giving in their effects. F.F. Boswell sir, said it this way. He said, the life of God received in sufficient measure lives itself. His words are life and they're carriers of this life. So when they get in you and you get enough of the Word in you, it's going to explode on the inside of you. And when it does, it will live itself. It will heal your body. It will set you free. It will set you free from your destruction. It will bring you liberty and freedom, hallelujah, in your soul, in your mind, in your emotions, in your body, in your life, in your family. It will affect every part of your life. But thank God there's healing in the Word. There's life in this Word. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 25 says, Quicken me or give me life according to your Word. Quicken me or give me life according to your Word. The psalmist said it again and again in Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm. If you haven't read it, if you want to go to sleep at night, read it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get full of life and rest in the Lord. Enter into rest. He that believes has entered into rest. So God wants you to receive his best, and he wants you to enter into rest, and he wants you to be blessed with strength and life and health and healing in your body. It's God's will, and he wants you to get it in your heart and get it in your mouth. Amen. And if you get the word of God in your heart, it'll get fitted in your lips. But he said, quicken me, give me life according to To your word. Thank you Jesus. So he says speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me. me. And I say to this man go. And he goes. And to another come. And he comes. And to my servant do this. And he doeth it or he does it. In other words I am a man under authority. I understand authority. And when I say one to one go. He goes to another come. He comes to uh, one person do this. And they do it. He said, I'm a man under authority. I understand authority. And Jesus, if you will speak the word, my servant shall be healed. Because you're a man of authority. And Jesus heard it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. He said, I haven't found so great faith, no, not in Israel. I've been looking for it, and I found it. Hallelujah. But I haven't found it anywhere else, but I found it in this man right here. I believe in this power, glory to God, called faith. He said, I have not found so great faith any marvel thank you jesus consider jesus marveling he was there when god created the heavens and the earth he was there when he created man he was there when the stars were created the moon was created he was there when the sun was created i mean if anything would make jesus marvel that's pretty amazing isn't it the reason they call it marvel Comics, superheroes, it's because you can't do it. <laughs> and people have this imagination that they could do what Spider-Man could do. But they can't. So it's a marvel. And all the superheroes, they have this imagination. I could do that. Probably most people have had some dreams of flying. Flying. Without an aircraft. (laughs) But think about Jesus marveled at this man's faith. There must be something very powerful to faith. If Jesus would marvel, he said, this man has great faith. And how does this great faith work? Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And his servant was healed in verse 13. Verse 13 says, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. There's power in sending, speaking the word of God. And now anybody can. So you can uh, say that uh, if Jesus can do it, you can also do it. In other words, you can speak the word. And Jesus said you're going to have what you say. Go with me to Isaiah. We're going to go to Isaiah. And we're going to look together to chapter 55. Isaiah. 55. We'll look to verse 10. The verse before it says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. But he said, Basically, you can have some of my thoughts. You can tap into my thoughts. Verse ten, he says, "For as the rain comes down from and snow from heaven, and returns not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater." Uh, you know, if if you've lived in Las Vegas any length of time, we've been here uh, thirty-seven years plus, and thirty-seven years, you know, some some. Uh, Years, we hardly get any rain. Our average rainfall is, you know, a few inches a year. This year, we got more than usual. And as a result, the desert bloomed. In other words, things came up that don't usually come up. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And here he says, as the rain falls from heaven, the snow falls from heaven, it causes the earth to bring forth and bud. He says, so shall my word be in the next verse. Verse 11. He says, so shall my word be. He said that goeth forth out of my mouth. Think about God's word coming out of his mouth, coming out of him. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please It shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. So he said, This word will accomplish what God pleases because it comes out of his mouth but he said now this word that comes out of my mouth it gets planted in your heart the soul of your heart it's like the rain that falls from heaven the snow that falls from heaven and it causes the earth to bring forth in bud. and your heart is referred to his soul in Mark chapter 4 and it says the sower God sows the word the sower sows the word into the soul of your heart and when he sows the word into the soul of your heart he causes your heart to bring forth and but and he causes it to prosper in, uh, where he sent it in other words whatever word he has given if it's a healing word he sent his word and it will heal them when he sends his word to you and you receive that word you sign for it you believe it you receive it and you begin to speak that word then it has the power to release healing in your body it causes life to spring forth and, and as Isaiah 58 says it Healing springs forth speedily. Hallelujah! Health springs forth speedily. Where does it spring out of? Out of your heart, the garden of your heart, the Word of God, the eternal seed, the incorruptible seed. The Word of the Living God has power to heal. There's power in it. There's life in it. There's healing in it. He said His Word, and it healed them. And when you get that Word on the inside of you and you speak that Word, it's like sending that Word to your mind, to your thoughts, and to your attitude, to your body, and health begins to spring forth speedily in your life. There's power in your words death and life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. When you're speaking the word of God, you're releasing the life of God and it quickens your mortal body. Holy Spirit is committed to your words. When you speak the word of God, the word of God comes out of your mouth. Holy Spirit confirms that word and he fulfills the promise of God in your life and you experience health and healing and quickening power in your body. Jesus is the healer. Hallelujah. And his word brings healing and strength to you